Hello and welcome to another episode of Internet Marketing Revealed. Today my guest is Gareth Knipe. He's an online marketer from South Africa and like most online marketers, he's tried several different things online and he's also experienced periods of time where he's not been getting any results. Now, 2021 has been something of a, a breakthrough year for Gareth. He did spend the first six months of the year getting no results, but over the past five months, he's had some success with high-ticket affiliate marketing, and he's made several thousand dollars organically. In fact, he's made over seven and a half thousand dollars in the past five months alone. And he's made all of these sales organically from free social media traffic. So in today's episode, we're going to have a chat about his experiences so far and also look into how he creates his content and generates his leads because that's a particular area that he's strong at at the moment. So I'm really looking forward to this episode and getting to know what Gareth is doing in a lot more detail. So first of all, welcome to the show, Gareth. David, thank you very much for having me and I'm really honored and appreciate you extending a, a um, invitation to me. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's my pleasure. I mean, I've been watching what you've been doing over the past few months with great interest. So I'm quite keen to find out a bit more about what you've been doing and how you get in all the, these results. So I'm sure this is going to be a, a really interesting episode and it's going to help a lot of people who are perhaps thinking of going down that organic social media marketing route themselves, or if they're already involved and not quite getting the results that they think their efforts deserve. So I'm sure you're going to share a lot of good information today. Uh, before we get into all of that, though, can you just give us a bit of information about your backstory, the way you grew up, and how you got to this point? Well, mine is quite a long story. Um, grew up in South Africa. I went to university straight after 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 school, and I studied for a BCom degree. Um, I did two years of that, and I wasn't really—I don't know if you can say—feeling it. So. I actually dropped out in my second year. Um, I had a full bursary, but I just wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted to do. Okay, I hadn't found myself kind of a thing. So I dropped out in my second year. Um, at the same time, I had all the the the, um, the credits for those, those two years. And from there, I went and I actually started a radio station. And from that, so there's a lot of stuff that I've done, okay. Um, I started a radio station, a community radio station. Then I went to work for a company called Dial-A-Bed, um, a concept which came from, from the United States. It was a new company that started in South Africa. I worked with them for about three years selling beds. I then went into retail. So I worked for one of the biggest retailers here in South Africa called Pick and Pay. Um, I was with them for 13 years. And I went into a, a training manager program and basically got ready to become a store manager, worked my way up into um, a store manager position. Uh, I took, I think it was three years to go through the training program. I then became an assistant store manager. I was an assistant store manager for five years. And then I became a store manager. When I became a store manager, I 
continued with my degree through a online university in South Africa, and I managed to complete my degree. So that was basically 11 years after I started my degree, I finished. So I think for me, it was also a very important lesson in that it showed that when you start something, it doesn't matter how long it takes, just finish it. Yeah, that's some good advice there. I mean, with regards to the degree there, no worries at all that it took you 11 years. We, we've got full-time students here in the UK who are, are going down the professional student route, who are beginning and ending one degree, then going straight into another, and they'll just continue that for as long as they possibly can. So 11 years, you probably got off fairly lightly there. <laughs> but well, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right there in in what you say that uh, you know it doesn't really matter how long it uh, it takes to to get something finished once you start it. So that, that it's comforting hearing that 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 mine wasn't that um, as bad as I thought it was. Um, <laughs> from there, I then um, I, I, I was a store manager for five years, and then I decided to go and pursue a. Um, career in accounting, because that's actually what I studied, um, the degree that I got as, as a accounting degree. And I went and I did articles in an accounting firm. So I left a very high paying um, executive position. And I went to go and do articles. From there, I managed to find a, a very nice job in a company that's a food manufacturer, less stressful, less corporate, and more kind of family orientated. Um, in doing that, in, along this journey, I also got married um, and my wife and I tried to have kids for seven years with no luck. Then we had we were blessed with two kids. And my wife recently, about two years ago, three years ago, she got a job in a restaurant, managing a restaurant. And then at the start of COVID, that she lost that job. So this was the point where I started looking into online. How can I generate a, another source of income? Because my wife was now without a job and she was at home with the kids. The kids were, were out of school because the pandemic had just started. They had all the lockdowns and, you know, the restrictions and stuff like that. So with, with, with the restaurant, the restaurant industry being an extended kind of lockdown situation, there was very little chance of um, reviving that second income. So I had to I had to look at other ways. And funny enough, along my journey through all my career, I've always had a side hustle. So filling in surveys, doing mystery shopping, all these kind of things. So, so I was well aware that there are ways on the internet to make money. Okay. And I decided to, to further look at, I needed a bit more than just the little that I was getting. And, and it wasn't like a pittance little, but it was, it wasn't enough to, to compensate for a second income. So I needed something more. That's when I came across, that's when I came across affiliate marketing. Yeah, that's uh, that's totally fair enough. I know you see a lot of these offers uh, being advertised online, uh, get paid to mystery shop or get paid to complete surveys. And while they're okay to make 
a bit of extra pocket money. You can't really rely on them as a consistent uh, income stream. I mean, just going back there to what you said about uh, the pandemic, I mean, how is that at the moment in South Africa? Because uh, I remember seeing photos or, or videos online of these insane queues at the supermarkets. Is that still the same now or has that all calmed down a bit? David, fortunately, it's all calmed down. Okay, initially, I think like everywhere in the world, nobody knew what to expect. And out of fear and pandemonium, people were doing crazy things like shopping for the next six months or whatever the case may be. But as things unfolded, the situation started normalizing and it literally became the new normal kind of a thing, you know. So it's pretty much back to what it used to be previously. It's just now there's a few more restrictions in place in terms of social distancing, wearing a mask, that kind of that kind of a thing. And two years down the line, there's very little difference in terms of what we know now to what we knew two years ago. Okay. But we've learned to accept it and we've learned to move on because people are no longer living in fear. They are rather living because you don't know whether it's, it's, it's going to be COVID or whether it's going to be any other affliction. We all have a, a limited amount of time on this planet. So we can't live in fear of living. You just have to get on with it. Yeah, I totally agree there. That's uh, that's some really good words of uh, of, of wisdom shared there. And uh, I think you're, you're totally right. And uh, I am glad to hear that things aren't as uh, chaotic as they seem to be when uh, you, you're getting those select images and videos coming through. You know, news media is always the same. You're only ever going to get the most sensationalized version of events. The media always helps it as well. <laughs> Yeah, they certainly do. Uh, yeah, so you're looking for something a bit more consistent and a bit more stable in terms of an online income to replace uh, the second income, which had recently been lost. So after you'd gone down the, the mystery shopping and uh, uh, the survey route, what was the next thing that you looked at after that? I came across affiliate marketing and just recently I actually was going through my emails and I found where it all started. On the 9th of November, 2020, I bought a program, very popular program. And it was kind of a low ticket, low entry, but it was one of these value ladder programs where I paid $7 to get in. Well, actually I didn't pay $7. I just found, I paid $7 again for the program, I think in March, but the first, the first purchase was, it was a $7 program and they did a 71% discount. So I actually paid $1.99 to get into the program. Bargain. And it, it was one of those, um, 15 day business builder challenges. Okay. Um, obviously when you go through the challenge, then you have to buy blueprints and being new to the industry and going down the rabbit hole, I was like, geez, I didn't expect this. 
So I then went on to look for other programs. And that's basically how it started. Okay, so in that first program that you were involved with, what sort of things were they teaching you? And do you think you got your $199 worth out of now, that? To be honest, because of my newness to the industry, there, there was a lot of stuff they were teaching in terms of traffic, um, you know, generating traffic, the different mediums that you can use, creating videos. There was a lot of tech involved. And the type of person I am, I'm a very... I'm, I'm very comfortable with tech, but it takes a bit of time. So like it doesn't, it's not something that just comes naturally. I will sit and I will try and figure it out. This was just taking too much time. I didn't know at the time that that's how it works. I was looking for a, a quick result. Okay. And the only way to get the quick result was to buy the blueprints, which because my wife had lost her income, I didn't have the resources to invest in the program. So then I, I was looking, like everybody else, I was looking for the free or the, you know, the, 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 pro, the proverbial blue pill, if you want to call it that, you know, um, it is what it is, you know, looking for the, the free PDFs, the YouTube videos, how do I do this? And not knowing that all that free stuff is just an invitation. That's all it is. Yeah, it's just uh, like entry level content just to introduce you to different aspects of online marketing. And as you found with the first program, you pay $1.99 to get in or you pay $7 to get in. But it's not going to be long before you get hit with the upsell where you're then offered further products, further training, which are going to make things easier for you. And if you're going through several different versions of these products, if you're looking on YouTube or, or wherever else, then things are going to start getting very confusing very quickly because you haven't really got a, a clear path to follow. You're just in that position where you're trying to piece together all of these different parts of the puzzle. And some of those pieces are missing. Some of those other pieces don't fit. And you just end up in a, a huge state of confusion. Then I found a program which was very interesting to me, okay, because I got in, it was free, and this to me like was really awesome. The training was good. There's nothing wrong with the training, okay, but the way that it was delivered, I later figured out. At the time, I, I honestly thought this was the best thing since probably sliced bread, if you want to call it that, but... And I started to get results, but not monetary. So I was, I learned how to create content my way or be different from, from, from what is being, being presented. As I was going through the modules, I learned about engagement in, in terms of Facebook and the, the, the Facebook algorithm. So that helped me immensely. And then I also learned about interacting with people um, you, you know there's certain there's certain etiquette online where when you're sending friend requests don't just spam your links all over the place first get into a conversation you know uh, get to understand the person their pain points their problems so I learned a lot of this stuff along the way 
it was in this particular mod in this program there was a module that i came across which i was introduced to your methods of organic marketing and that is what really really appealed to me because firstly i had limited resources and the methods that you were teaching in in that particular module were how to generate free traffic so this was like the 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 piece of the puzzle that i was missing okay um for what i was looking for yeah so up until that point then the two or so training programs that you'd looked through were they all focused more around um, paid traffic methods is is that right yeah unfortunately that's true they they they, they <laughs> to get ahead okay make no mistake they tell you that it's free but to get ahead and to get ahead quicker you have to make an investment so i chose to go the bicycle route as opposed to paying for the car and getting there quicker i was quite prepared to pedal on my bicycle and figure it out because i didn't just didn't have the resources um but also in that program there was something that they did which i have a great sense of um respect for the fact that that's what got me going okay they used to have competitions and for those competitions although later on it's i discovered it's something that i i shouldn't have been doing but they had competitions and i won prizes okay um i won 50 dollars along the way i won 100 dollars and that money i used to invest in a program so that's how i actually got started um i accumulated all all those those prizes and i then went on because i wasn't making sales okay yes i was making income but it wasn't sales and i was trying to get into a position where i was an online marketer that made sales yeah that must have still been a, a good position for you to be in though even during those those early stages of your online marketing or your organic marketing journey to see your your name up on the leaderboard to start making some prize money people probably wouldn't have known who you were before that so how did that feel then to see your you know your name on the leaderboard for the first time david it was absolutely incredible because firstly, it reinforced my belief that it's possible. And it also gave me the mindset to not give up. You know, because the stuff that you're doing, and literally, okay, I used to sit up for about four hours in the evening, commenting on people's posts, so that they would respond and comment on my post. Because the whole idea was the person with the most comments on, on a post would get $50. So it was a, a process of you had to make a sacrifice and there was a reward at the end. And when you got that reward, just being acknowledged and recognized for doing something above and beyond was awesome. And that's what, the, that's what gave me the initial momentum that I was looking for. Yeah, that's really good as well. Uh, at least spending that time 
commenting on people's posts. It wasn't a total fool's errand. It there was a it was a means to an end, and you got yeah, that prize absolutely. money at the end of it. You got your name up on the leaderboard, and as a beginner, just by having your name on that leaderboard, having that uh, recognition among your peers, and that would have worked a little in your favor there to build some early credibility and authority uh, within the industry, which I think for somebody brand new coming in, I don't think you can really ask for much more than that. Absolutely not, because what I would later discover again is that there are people who have been online for not years, I mean, not months, but years. And what I achieved in that short space of time, they still hadn't accomplished. So the whole experience was that there's more than one way to get the job done. How you decide to do it and um, what you're prepared to do to get the results is all dependent on you. How badly do you want it? Because if you're prepared to find a way, you'll make a way. Yeah, I can't, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I can't argue with that. That's uh, some very good uh, advice there. So you'd, you know, you, you got your name on this leaderboard. And then at what point then did you think, right, well, I've done this now. Now I need to move on to the, the next step. Was there a, a particular situation that where you, you came to that conclusion? Because I, I, I enjoyed content and, and that aspect of the online journey, I was following a gentleman, um, gentleman by the name of Meerdrag. Okay. Now he he is known as the content wizard. And I really enjoyed what he was doing. I was in his group and I wanted to learn more about his program. Okay. And at, at that particular point in time, he had a promotion on, on, on his signature program. And the promotion was basically $227 for four months. I took a gamble, okay? Because I wanted it so badly, I had $227. I think I had like, I had made like $250. I didn't have the rest of the money to pay. So I was backing myself and believing that I could do this. And I, I jumped into the program because he was having a, a, a promotion where he had been in the online space for a year and he had a discount on his program. So I jumped in and the whole idea was I was going to leverage his program because I was trying to make more income. And what I discovered is you have to have a program in hand to make the income because you have to sell something or you have to offer a solution. Okay. And that solution is what people pay for. If you don't have a solution to offer people, then you have to go the paid traffic route. And I don't know, I don't know where that would have ended up, but it is what it is. And I made that investment. I backed myself and the most unthinkable thing happened was that after a week of being in the program, I made my first high ticket sale. Basically, I went through the program and I implemented as I was going. And one of the things that I'm really good at is 
taking imperfect action. I don't wait for it to be perfect and color it in and draw a line. It is what it is and I just do it. I then fix it as I go along. If it works, I take that, that data and, and, and uh, recycle and repeat. Or else if it doesn't work, discard it and try something new. Um, so that was where I was lucky in that in the first week, I made my first sale. Now that for me was incredible because going into the high ticket space and making my first sale within a week, there's been people who have been in high ticket for months, some for over a year, and they still hadn't made their first sale. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And there might be people listening uh, to this episode today who sat there scratching their heads in disbelief because they still are still waiting for that first sale to come. Would you be able to briefly describe the steps that you took then during that first week when you were involved in that program to make that first sale? David, one of the things that comes to light in a situation like that is that that sale, that sale wasn't just because of what I did in that one week. It was a culmination of the last six months of work where I was being consistent. People knew who I was. I had won competitions. I'd, I'd, I'd gained some credibility. I'd gained some authority. So in that week of jumping in, into, the high ticket, into the high ticket program, it was just a matter of time or it was inevitable that a result would come. So I basically produced a lead gen post, which is a two-step post, and people reached out from that lead gen post because I was offering a solution. And from that, I qualified one particular person. That person was ready. Um, the program actually teaches you about knowing your perfect customer, where they are in their journey, what their pain points are and i was able to to help that person with a solution and the solution happened to be the program i was in so even though it seems like it was just a week in the program it was actually a culmination of being consistent for the last six months that you know kind of produced the 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 source if you want to call it that would create the sale yeah so it sounds like you you've been doing a, a lot of work for those first six months of the year as uh, we mentioned earlier you're getting a few results here and there you were uh, getting some uh, leaderboard prizes and that type of thing but it sounds like that when you joined that program and you went through the, the steps in that program that was the the trigger to get that person who had probably been following you for a little while to put their hands up and reach out for your help. Now, you mentioned a two-step post there just now. Could you just give our listeners a little bit more insight into what that is? Now, with the two-step post, basically what you, try to, what, you, what you actually do is you find a specific pain point or problem that you've had and you've solved in your business. And you then create a, a training or a document outlining the solution to that particular pain, 
pain points or problem. Now, with the program that I was in, there is a training, which is a free training that you can give away that basically would help people who have a problem with content. And all I did with, with, with that two-step post was I invited people to increase the revenue in their business by way of creating content that drew their ideal customer to them, reaching out for their solution. I know it sounds like a mouthful, but all that it said was, it was a two-step post that basically said, would you be interested in learning how to generate an extra three to 5K in your business per month? Now, for anyone who's coming into the online space, that's that's something that's enticing. I'd like to know or, 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 want, or want to learn about that. And they reach out and ask you, yes, I'd like to, to, to learn about it. You then get them into a, a process which is taught in the training. And when you go through that process, you qualify them to see whether they are serious enough to pursue it or whether they are just looking for the next free training, which I have been down that road. So I knew exactly how it works. And when you, when you, when you find the right person, help them solve their problem, that pain point, show them how to do it. And if they're ready to, to take it further, then you can take it further and, and tell them more about the program that you're in. That's a really good explanation, actually. I, I think uh, you've made that quite simple <laughs> if, if anybody uh, was wondering what the two-step post was. But the first step, it, it is really simple because you're just asking a, a single question in the post. So it, it's uh, formatted uh, in that large text so it stands out in the newsfeed. You're asking something that people would like. Uh, they'll find it very intriguing and then that'll trigger them to reach out to you for some more information. So I think that's a really good way of, of doing things because you do see a lot of people producing content on social media, but they're not inviting people to reach out to them. They're not making them any offers. I mean, I think that's one of the, the big mistakes that people make when they are going down the uh, organic social media route. But what other common mistakes do you see people making with their own content? Now you've gone through this uh, process with this other program. One of the things that, 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 that I've learned is that you need to keep your content unique. Okay, when you go on the news feed, there's so many people talking about so many things. But it's all like noise, if you want to call it that, because as much as people are talking about so many things, it's all the same. Who wants to make 10k? Who wants to do this? Um, you know, this program, that pro. But there's a way that you can be different. Just come out and be yourself. Okay. Share your experiences. And you can follow a formula in terms of you can post lifestyle posts, you can do value posts, you can do results posts, but do it your own way. Find your own unique angle. Because ideally, when people are on the on the newsfeed and they see all this stuff, 
you know, if you see stuff, you just you just keep on scrolling. But if you find a, 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 a post that has a photograph of somebody standing on their head, you, know, you want to see, okay, what is going on over here? And if you have a unique angle with your content in terms of the way that you're presenting it, people are going to, you know, they want to go and read what you're talking about. And that's how you start drawing them in. You, you know, you, you, you call out your ideal customer and you draw a small tribe towards you, people that resonate with your message. And those are the people that you try to help because you can't serve everyone. It's, there's 2.3 billion people on Facebook. There's no way that in your day you'll be able to connect with all of those people. But there are one or two people that you can help. And it's your job to find those people by way of being your unique self. Because one of the things I've learned is that the person you can help the most is the person in the mirror. So if you look in the mirror, that is the type of person you're looking for. Not in terms of what you look like, but in terms of the characteristics you have. You might be a, a dad, a professional dad. You might have kids who are in university or in school. Those kind of situations present unique problems that you can call out and you can address. You might be um, a, a, a professional mom who has a hairdressing salon or whatever the case may be. That is the type of person that you can help because when you speak to that person, the pains and the solutions that you've had, more than likely, they're having those pains and those solutions will work for them as well. So if you are a high-ticket organic marketer, you will not be able to address the problems experienced by somebody who is involved in Bitcoin or Forex or you know multi-level marketing or whatever it is. But if the person is a high-ticket affiliate marketer who is a professional dad like myself, who has kids, who probably you know enjoys watching rugby or football, these are things that we can connect on on a, on, on a meta level, if you want to call it that. So when they start presenting their problems, more than likely the, solu the solutions are going to be something that I've implemented myself because that person is more than likely two steps further back to where I am and it's my job to reach back and pull them forward by my experience. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that anymore. It, it's really interesting what you, you mentioned there about uh, the avatar, because that seems to be a particular pain point for a lot of marketers who spend a lot of time stressing out how to find out who their ideal avatar is. And it's crazy the sort of things that they do where they start inventing these characters and giving them names and what they wear and their hobbies and things like that when really your ideal avatar is you but uh, at a a previous point in your life so for example for me it could be me when i had to go back to a day job in 2014 and uh, i felt trapped in the job i was missing my my previous life of working from home and spending time with the family and i was looking for a way out 
So that is my ideal avatar. It's just me seven years ago. And uh, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't take any real effort to, to, uh, to think that up. But when you have that clear avatar in your mind, a previous version of you, then the problems that you're talking about for that avatar are real because they're the problems that you had and the solutions and the content that you create around that are going to be far more authentic because it's coming from it's coming from the heart it's true true life experiences and i don't think you can really get any better than that regardless of how good a, a creative writer you might be to come up uh, come up in inventing all of these these solutions to these uh, fictional problems that you've thought of. So going back to your your ideal avatar there, you're talking about creating content to call them out. But where are you finding these ideal avatars, these ideal customers in the first place? Because if you're going down the Facebook route, then you're having to you know, add these people as friends so that they can then see your your content in the newsfeed. So what's the, the process that you go through for that? Ideally, what you want to do is you join um, Facebook groups because what you will find is that people with similar problems hang out in, in similar groups. So if you are a high-ticket affiliate marketer doing organic Facebook marketing, you'll go onto groups and you'll search organic marketing. And then it'll bring up a whole list of groups that deal with organic marketing, okay? Now, some of the groups are going to be paid groups and some of them are going to be free groups. In your free groups, you can go into those free groups and you can start looking for people who meet your ideal avatar. But the other aspect is that one of the things that you're going to have to realize at some point in your journey, and this is the unfortunate reality that a lot of people don't like to face in the beginning, you have to make an investment. And the investment is twofold. Firstly, you need to gain the education to be able to get to the next level. So when you make that investment, I can assure you that's not going to be the last investment you make because it's going to solve a specific problem. And then once you've solved that problem, you're going to be presented with another problem. Unfortunately, that is the way that um, life in general works. Because, and I can give you a good example. When you go out and you buy yourself a car, you've solved your problem of transport. But now you have another problem that you have to buy petrol, you know, or fuel. So, so that's kind of how it works. So once you get into these, into these free groups and these paid groups, you then start looking for your ideal avatar and you start adding them as friends. In the beginning, it's going to be difficult because you're doing cold outreach, okay? So your cold outreach is you basically send them a message, hi, I saw we in the same group. I'd like, to, I'd like to connect. I'm building up my friends, my friends list. I saw you have some, some uh, good stuff happening on, on your profile and I'd like to engage. So that's how it's going to start. Now, in these paid groups, you already know that to get in the group, you have to pay. So everybody in that group is a buyer. Okay. You just have to find the people in that group that you can help with either your program or with another program that you have access to. Because 
let's also remember that in the paid group, you can't sell the people, the program of the group because they're already in the group. So you have to have another solution, which means that you're going to have to be in another paid group. So that's where this whole investment comes in. And once you find the person you can help, you do the cold outreach, and then you start creating your content that addresses the pain points of your ideal avatar. Because the goal is to get your outbound leads to become inbound leads. When they start reaching out to you, you can then get closer to a sales process and closer to the sale. Because you have to first build up that no like and trust factor. Just friend requesting people and saying to them, I have the solution for your problem is basically like, you know, uh, if you take a magnet, there's, there's a side of a magnet that attracts and there's a side that repels. So that outreach where you're just sending your links and telling people they have a problem, you're basically repelling people and you're going to end up burnt out with no sales and you're probably going to quit this thing because it doesn't work for you. So you have to become that, that, that person that has solutions, but you only give the solution to the person who asks you for the solution. And the, the way you get them to ask is by the content that you're producing, know, like, and trust being built, giving value, and getting people to, to see you as an authority that can help them. Yeah, that's some really good advice there. Uh, do you have any tips that you could share on how you can build up that know, like, and trust factor? Because if you're sending out messages to people in Messenger uh, to try to build a relationship uh, a little bit, first of all, if you ask people how are they doing in their business, then their immediate reaction is they're going to tell you that they're doing really well, even if they're completely struggling and haven't made their first sale yet. So how would you perhaps try to overcome that barrier to build up a bit of a bit more know, like, and trust so that when they see your content come up in their newsfeed, that they then have the confidence in you to reach out to you and become that inbound lead that you talked about just now? David, there's a lot of small things that you have to do, which I've learned along the way. And one of the things that I'll share with you is that when you go onto your newsfeed, you'll find people are posting. Just go onto the person's post, see what they're talking about, and give a well thought out comment. Not a happy Monday, have a great day. That, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't go down well with Facebook and it doesn't go down well with somebody. You know, if you spend 30 to 45 minutes creating a post, you want to elicit some response. You want to get people's opinion or you want to get people's agreement, but a, a strong heartfelt agreement. So what you do is you go onto their post and you, you read, read the post firstly. Don't just read the headline and then comment. Read the post because that person has taken a lot of time and effort to create that post. So appreciate what they've done. 
and give a heartfelt comment. Add some value in your comment and reinforce what they're saying. Or even if you disagree, disagree and give a reason so that it, it, it creates that repertoire, it creates that, that opportunity to engage. And then you can then go into your messenger and say to them, I saw your post on XYZ. It was really a good post. I agree with you on these for these reasons, X, Y, and Z. So now you've done two things. You've created two points of contact. You've commented on the post, so they will eventually see the comment and they'll respond, or even if they don't respond, you've taken the time to go into Messenger. And you've now reiterated that you've seen their post and you have read the post, so you've built up some sort of confidence that you know what they were talking about, and you're starting to become a closer friend as opposed to just somebody on their, 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 their friends list. So that's one way of doing it. Yeah, that's some excellent advice there. It sounds like you go in the extra mile. You're doing something that the vast majority of online marketers aren't going to do because a lot of them you you're lucky to get a, a happy monday comment as as you mentioned there which is terrible especially when it's a wednesday right <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, if you're going that extra mile and you're actually writing a proper response to them and then you're actually contacting them as well then you're really going to stand out when you're contacting them you you're not doing anything apart from adding value and you're just planting a seed so that now that you've also done that th th there's two reasons for doing that firstly you are creating that that no like and trust but secondly the algorithm now sees that you guys are interacting because if, if if that person responds in messenger okay and they say thank you i really appreciate you taking the time the algorithm now sees you guys as friends because there's an interaction between you. So the next thing that's going to happen is when you create a post and whatever you are addressing or, or whoever you're calling out, that post is going to appear in that prospect's newsfeed. You could even write a post specifically for them because if you've been having a back and forth conversation in the messenger and they might have shared some specific difficulties that they're having, then you could write a post then which addresses that and alludes to the fact that you have a solution. And then if that post appears in their, new, their newsfeed, they're going to read that and think, wow, this was written specific for, specifically for me. And uh, they're going to be more inclined to reach out to you for more information. Uh, have you ever used such dark arts yourself? <laughs> well, as you can, as you can probably guess, um, the answer is yes. <laughs> because <laughs> what, what you will find is that good content comes from the heart. And when you have those heartfelt conversations, in there, there's a golden nugget which you can use to address a pain point. And be sure that if somebody has that problem, there's another person that has the same problem. 
And if you have the solution, why would you want to keep it to yourself? You want to share that solution with as many people as, as possible. And if you get paid along the way, well, bonus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think we kind of come into the end now. We've been talking for over 45 minutes. It's absolutely flown. <laughs> I, I could actually talk to you for, for hours and hours, but uh, just to try to keep this episode manageable, I, I think we should start to, to think about bringing this to an end now. But if anybody listening wants to go down the organic social media marketing route, what would be the best advice that you could give them so that they can see a level of success, consistent success, and not just be another statistic of somebody who doesn't make any sales and just burns out completely? Because that happens a lot from what I've seen over the past few years. David, I'm going to share something personal with you. And, and this is when I, when I came into the online space, I started following a particular person and it, it, it just happened that he was a motivational speaker. He has nothing to do with internet marketing. Okay. But his story really resonated with me. And it's a gentleman called Inky Johnson, relatively um, unknown in terms of what he has achieved in his journey. And the one thing that I learned from him was something called process over product, which is believe in the process. Don't focus on the product. Believe in the process and the product will come. So I applied that in my journey. And all I did was remained consistent, found the things that worked and did them repeatedly. And when you do that, you follow a plan and you continue to do it consistently. The only thing that I can say is the results are inevitable. So it might not be after the first month. It might not be after the second month. You need to ask yourself, are you doing it? Are you doing it consistently? Are you doing it well? And if you can answer yes to all those questions, the results are inevitable. But if you go and you're doing it one day, this, leave three days, then you do a, another post, leave another four days, what you're doing in, 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 in the mind of your clients or your prospect is you're not being consistent, you're not showing up, you, they're not seeing you as an authority, so you're not going to get that, 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 you know, that end result that you're looking for. If you're doing it consistently, People start to see you as somebody who's been around. You know what you're talking about. You, you, you deliver the goods and they can trust you. So they're going to reach out. And after you've done it for a number of times, I think Gary Player said it best. The more I practice, the luckier I get. So, you know, you start having those conversations with people you start learning what works, what doesn't work. And eventually, it's inevitable that you will make your first sale. Once you make your first sale, you leverage those results and you, you repeat the process. Yeah, that's some excellent advice there. What would you say your 
uh, plans on over the next 12 months? David, ideally, I want to become consistent with my sales. Um, my goal has always been to get to 5K a month. So that's, that is what I'm working towards. Um, as an affiliate marketer, um, at some point, I will probably start creating my own like workshops, mini trainings or courses. Uh, but ideally, the 5K mark, because I have a nine to five job and affiliate marketing, I do, you know, nine to five pays the rent, six to 10 builds the empire. So that's kind of where, where, where my journey is, is kind of looking like at the moment. Excellent. Yeah. So you've got plenty to aim for uh, over the next 12 months for sure then. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you, find out more about you, where is the best place for them to do that? My main hangout is Facebook, um, Gareth Knipe, and my profile should come up. I also have my own Facebook group. So the group that, I, that I'm um, um, in charge of is called the Affiliate Focus, where we focus on all things to do with affiliate marketing. So if you're an affiliate with a program, if you're a course creator, or if you're a coach, anything to do with affiliate marketing, that's what we speak about in, in my group. Um, I've also recently just started up on TikTok. I managed to cross the 1,000 followers on TikTok, the proverbial 1,000. So basically what that allows me to do is I can now put a link in my bio as a, um, and it's not a business account, it's a personal account. So it allows me to put a link in my bio. So I create content on TikTok and my main hangout is Facebook and my Facebook group. Okay, great. So what I'll do as well is put links to all of those resources in the show notes as well. So if anybody wants to uh, find you, then they'll be able to do that easily. I think we'll end things there. Thank you so much for joining me on the episode today. I knew that you'd have lots to share with regards to uh, content creation and lead generation uh, and all of that good stuff. And to be honest, you haven't disappointed. <laughs> it's It's been really good. So thank you very much uh, for coming on the show today, uh, Gareth. And I look forward to following your journey over the next 12 months. David, it's been an absolute pleasure and an honor to join you because you've always been somebody who's inspired me. So to be in the same room as you, I can't believe that if you told me this 12 months ago, I would have told I would have thought it's it's impossible. But thank you for thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate that. No, my pleasure. And it just goes to show how much progress you've made over these these past few months. And, uh, you know, this is just going to be the beginning for you. And uh, I wish you all the best for the future. Please visit internetmarketingreveal.com and davidwalker.net for more free content. If you need a domain name for your business, visit domainsreveal.com where you'll find more than 1,000 premium domains. And finally, please rate and review this podcast. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>